I-J-D-H-T-F. I just don't have time for this podcast. I just made that up. Nice little jingle. Yeah. So we have been gone for the past uh, year and a half. Lots of big changes in our lives. We now have a baby. Babies. And he's now, you know, like nine months old. Yeah. So, you know, we basically stopped this podcast around the time we found out we were having a baby, but not because of that, but because we were very upset about the canceling of Paper Girls. They canceled it right, and we heard about it right in the middle of our uh, season. Season. So we're going to finish up, and then we've got some bangers coming out after that. Yeah, I think we are going to do some movies this season. We're going to do some cool shows, and we're also up for suggestions. Yeah, we're crazy. We might just go off the rails and do some interviews. We might do some interviews. You know, maybe we'll just do and I just don't have time for our Miss Rachel. You don't do you know have time us. For Ms. Rachel? We might just go out of <laughs> out of this world. Okay, so let's kick it off. Yeah, so this is episode four yeah. of Paper Girls. And it kicks off they're learning about how to control the big robot on the farm. Yes. And they're gonna go back in time. Adult Erin learns at the beginning of this episode that she has to be the one to pilot the robot because when they had that little device from the future in the last episode, she accidentally activated it. And now, because she's the one that activated it, she has to be the one to man it because it's been paired with her. And so she's learning about that and she's getting comfortable with the mechanics and she like flips off the guy training her. Uh, And then... Meanwhile, all the paper girls are getting into kind of like mischief, but they're kind of like meddling with the time. And remember, they're in their future. So everything they do is possibly having ripple effects. We don't even know what's happening, right? But they want to like, you know, meet their brothers and like go meet their former selves and all these different things. Yeah, so... Like at the beginning of this episode, we meet Missy, who's Aaron's sister, and younger Aaron is like really upset to find out that older Aaron isn't speaking to her sister. And she's like, well, we need to like mend things. We need to make things right. Like, why aren't we like best friends anymore? Like, I don't understand how we can't be super close with our sister. And like, at this point, we don't really know what happened, but like adult Aaron is basically like, she wasn't there for us when mom was dying. Yeah. And at this point in time, like Aaron is missing appointments to like meet with a real estate agent with Missy about selling their mom's house. Yeah. Just basically. And she also went to through like a bad divorce. Yeah. And then Missy's like, where are you? I'm going to go find you. Why didn't you show up at this thing? And then she's having to explain like, like oh, I'm, gonna call I'm, the on, cops. This, I'm yeah. on this random guy's farm. It actually kind of feels a little bit intrusive the way her sister is treating her. And I don't know if that's kind of like the theme is like she became this person that is now being walked on all the time. And now she's got like this great machine that she's in control of, right? Like Mm -hmm. she's the main pilot. So that's like empowering for her. So while everyone is kind of like preparing for this big like time travel, um, KJ seems to be the only one that remembers that like Mac like had disappeared to go find her brother last season, like or last episode. And she takes a bike to try to, like, track down Mac. She, like, figures out how to use the internet and goes to track her down. 
And at the same time, Mac is with her brother, Dylan, who's now an adult. And they're like goofing off, setting off fireworks, having a grand old time. Well, her brother wants to cure her cancer, her future cancer. Mm -hmm. So he's just trying, because she's dead in the future. So he's like feeling that love that he used to have for his sister. It's like an old wound that has now been cured, kind of. Well, he wants to cure her, but at the same time is like enjoying that time with her again because yeah, he like... It'd be if you were an adult and your sibling died young I and then they you got that really, time together again. I thought they did a really good job on that. And it, it was like interesting because you saw the brother kind of flip between like that goofy brother mode and then like dad mode back and forth, kind of like the protector, but also like, oh yeah, we used to have a lot of fun and like call well, each other ridiculous names and Yeah, he's do got a kid things. now too. So Yeah, so then Matt gets to meet her nieces who are now about the same age she is. And she borrows their jackets and everything else. And KJ shows up and kind of interrupts the whole thing. And while she's talking to Dylan's wife and is like, oh, you know, I'm here because I'm friends with this girl. And like, we got in a fight. She made up like this whole story. And then the leader of the old guard shows up at the door. And this lady's like a little bit like she's a little crazy in the sense that like she will just straight up just kill people with like a twist of her hand. Well, they have a really unique power that where they can erase people's minds. So well, and they're she super can remove, strong. And uh, you know, and she also knows that these girls don't belong in this time. So. That's the whole premise is that they're trying to, they both sides kind of have their own way of trying to fix the timeline. Yeah. So KJ luckily is able to like flee the scene on her little moped. And then she shows up at the restaurant and lets Mac in on it right, right in time. And they're able to sneak out and Mac's really upset because she wanted nothing more than to like spend that time with her brother and her family. And she's like, you know what? I have like limited time. Like I didn't, like, I don't want to time travel and go back. Like, I'm dead in the future. Like, so why would I go back and then get cancer and, like, have to go through all of that? Um, so the old guard is, like, trying to stop them. And the entire 60-foot robot just, like, disappears in front of her, right? Because it goes through the portal. Yeah, there was, like, an anomaly. And they knew that an anomaly was going to be there because the person that's... um in charge of the robot is like part of the resistance. Yeah. So he's getting like messages from the leader of the resistance and we don't, it's kind of convoluted. We don't know exactly how they're communicating, but we'd know that he's part of that, that. Yeah. And like they've been doing all the math. They've had all the notebooks. They knew exactly like the exact moment. And, you know, Larry had prepared them as well as he possibly could. Um, so they know, go through the portal. Aaron's having to man that giant robot. She's the only one that can activate it. So they get through. They think they're home. And they all kind of like get out of the robot. Right? Mm-hmm. And they realize they're not in the time they thought they were. Well, that. And then they also realize that they're being followed. Yes, which is... 
quite scary. And that's where this episode ends. Yes. So we are going to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsor, and then we'll be back to talk about episode five. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. They have snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They are flexible for your schedule, so get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. There's no prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. I know for us, we have a new baby, and not having to deal with that prep or that mess and just having things ready to go in two minutes is a lifesaver. Head to factormeals.com slash IJDHTF50 and use code IJDHTF50 to get 50% off. That's code IJDHTF50 at factormeals.com slash IJDHTF50 to get 50% off. robot fight that's where we kick off with episode five yeah so a robot follows them through the rift and it looks like it's a little bit more upgraded it's got like sophisticated technology whereas the junkyard robot that they're piloting looks like it was scrap metal so they do fight and it comes to, but before they fight, what's his face gets shot. Larry. Larry's Larry. quickly killed by the razor beam or the ray beams that come out of the robot's hands. It's like zip. And yeah. it's like, there goes Larry. Larry has got like a very short lifespan from the time we meet him to the time he's gone. Basically what? Two and a half episodes. If that. So, and then after that, you've got the robot fight. And... This is also very sad because um, Aaron basically has to sacrifice herself in the end of this fight in order for them to get away. And young Aaron has to see herself sacrifice herself, which is like... Really traumatic. That's like the worst part of this, you know, this whole deal is that like they're literally seeing themselves and what happened to themselves. So then members of the old guard kind of show up to clean up the side of the battle and Tiff sneaks out of the hiding place to retrieve Larry's backpack. And most importantly, that notebook that had all the wartime information in it. And while she's sneaking across the battlefield, she hears the grandfather saying that the old guard is about to finish cleaning the area and they're about to wipe the memories of everyone in the vicinity. And they don't want to lose their memories. So they're like, we got to get out of here, stat. 
Yeah, and this grandfather character seems to be like the leader. Yeah. He's basically, from what we can tell, he's the leader of the old guard. Also, I really like that actor. I'm not sure what his name is, but... I'm unsure. He's in good place, too. So they see the sky turn purple again, and this is when they realize that when the sky is turning purple like that, it's when people's like memories are getting wiped. Yes. So we're kind of like seeing that correlation there. And they seem to be immune to the memory wipe, which is neat. Uh, but it does kind of put them in an awkward position because they find out that they're not actually back home. Yes, and they also can't figure out why the memory wiping seems to work on everyone but them. Yeah, so they've kind of been duped, and they took a detour. In 1999. Yes. Yeah, so they are there for July 4th weekend, 1999, and KJ is basically like, you know what, my family goes out of town every single 4th of July, like, let's just go to my house. Yeah. Like, I know no one's going to be there, it's going to be empty, makes it easy. But, of course, they go to her house, and they change their traditions and are having a big 4th of July party. Big old party. So, the girls sneak into the party, and they're like, well, let's find supplies. Like, no one will know it's us. It's fine. And Tiff, like, sneaks away, and she's like, I just want to study this notebook of Larry's, because she's, like, super smart. And then Mac and Aaron end up going to, like, the coat closet and just stealing money from It does seem a little strange that they didn't, like question random girls running around but at the same time there was a lot of kids yeah so it's kind I of think strange. it's weird that they didn't realize that like kj was there yeah like, like her the younger kid, self herself younger self yeah like they just forgot what she used to look like she's like just weird. wandering around her childhood home and she like goes to her old bedroom and she runs into this girl named lauren who is like her roommate from college and she then sees her older self kissing Lauren and realizes that, like, that's her future girlfriend. But it's, like, a secret. Like, she's, like, hidden. And she's spying on them. It's not yeah. like she sees them kiss and, like, gets caught. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, there's been, like, hints throughout the season that, season that like, KJ may be, like, trying to figure out, like, her sexuality or whatever. It's kind of a trip. Because she doesn't know, right? And now all of a sudden she's seeing it. And, now and she's, she's like, like oh, wow, like those I are guess, the feelings I'm Yeah, I guess that's having. what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, so they kind of like spend the majority of the episode at that party. Yeah, stealing money out of wallets of coats. Yeah. Apparently a lot of people bring money to well, those parties. Well, wasn't she saying that like she's a lot of like... um rich jewish family friends like her family are like they do like the bar mitzvahs and they have like a bunch of lawyer friends and they go to like these rich parties and then they like bring their wallets i think so yeah they go through them um this was kind of like a more like setup episode i believe i think so too there was a tampon scene where like they have to use a tampon for the first time yes because aaron starts her period and they go to like a 7-Eleven type situation and Max steals her some tampons She because they're looking at the pads and then they like are about to get caught and she just grabs some tampons and is like, yeah, good to go. So then Aaron's like, I can't use these. So they have to go back in and basically end up with basically adult diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much the whole episode, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was just a lot of like where they're kind of at just 11 years in the future. So that we kind of can see, like, I think there's going to be a reason for why 
we see these specific dates. Yeah. And where they're at. But Yeah. So we're going to kick it off next week with another two episodes. And we're going to do that till this is finished. I think we got two more episodes of us. Yeah. So we have the two episodes next week and then the finale the week after. And yeah. then we will be starting new movies, new shows. If you have recommendations, let us know. Yeah. And we will talk to you then. Ciao.